welcome to the Best Player Wins Podcast, where we believe that winning is winning, no matter by, by how little or by how much. We are your hosts. I'm Sean Cowles. And I'm Sean Boatwright. And Boatwright, back in the saddle, just you and I again. It's good to have some guests on. Glad Damon joined us last week, even if no one heard it, at least not on the uh, Spotify side of things. But um, another week of fantasy football in the books. Well, any any just initial thoughts or takeaways uh, as you and I kind of get back in this thing here? Yeah, Josh Dobbs is a good good football player. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, he seems to be keeping alive for the Vikings. Yeah, in the in the uh, in their despair, is everyone in the gets hurt on that team? Uh, seemingly, he seems to be the beacon of hope uh, with reports JJ's off of, I believe I are. So now it's a matter of they have to reactivate him, but you know, uh, I think it's, it's really telling when the question becomes, is he the quarterback of the future for them? Uh, Or at least for the near future, because obviously Kirk's situation, we know what's going on with his contract. Um, Definitely interesting, especially from a more dynasty or a keeper perspective. Um, But at least makes that offense viable for, for fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's himself viable for fantasy. I don't think yeah. you're super upset if you're starting Dobbs. Max is only upset that he didn't start doing it faster. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but we'll get into all that. Uh, I think the other big thing to talk about, the first major headline and big headline of the week is the Dallas offense. I mean, Dallas in general, but Dallas looking just like Houston did last week, just a monster game against just a horrible Giants team. Yeah, I, I think it's challenging for me to grade the Dallas Cowboys offense, right? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, they look great. Dak's passing attack has been great. CeeDee Lamb has been, like, the wide receiver one for the last three or four weeks. Um, but they're beating up on the Cowboys. So, like – or, no, excuse me, they're beating up on the Giants. Yeah. So, how good do they look against other teams? And, honestly, does it matter? Because the rest of their playoff or the rest of their schedule is fucking mint for like our schedule, right? It doesn't matter how mm-hmm. good they are against the 49ers because they don't see them again until after uh, the playoff schedule. So, mm-hmm. does it matter? I think they've got Carolina yeah. this week. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than off the top of my head, the only other thing is they've got to play Philly one more time, right? Like, and, and Philly's not like a staunch defense, they're just a good overall team. Um, but even then, I think, you know, two weeks ago when they did play him, Dak ends up putting up, you know, nearly 30 points again anyways. CD has a monster game, like you said, and it continues to have monster games. I think the question for me becomes, do we is this the team we're going to see the second half of the season? Because of their strength of schedule and because of that, at least Pollard aside, which I know clearly you and I all have our own thoughts on Pollard being both owners of him this year, Um is this the team you think we get, or do, are they, will they revert back at some point due to fatigue, injuries, or just, you know, the Cowboys being the Cowboys at a certain point? No, I think they're cruising now. Um, I, I expect that this level of play will continue through at least the end of the fantasy playoffs. Um, beyond that, I don't know. But um, I do, I think they're win- like winning the Super Bowl. No, probably not. Um, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, I mean, certainly Stranger Things happened. I mean, th- this seems to be their MO, though. They turn it on in the regular season, end up going, you know, 12 and, you know, whatever, and then win the wild, like, miss the, the, the two or the one seed, miss the bye, and then somehow uh, lose in the wild card round to, to a wild card team. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, from an NFL perspective, but for a fantasy perspective, I certainly think managers are, are keen, to, <laughs> happy yeah. to have them on their roster. 
for sure. I know. I think. Um, yeah, I think we'll we'll see if any of them get. I, I think they probably become untouchable up until the trade deadline. But we'll talk about yeah. more of that probably as that as the week's approach. Uh, other notable performances of the week: T.J. Hawkinson puts up thirty, uh, Herbert puts up twenty-eight, and then Keenan Allen. The old man keeps on chugging. Um, I mean, guys feeding the ball, but another forty-point week, Tyree yeah. Hill-like numbers by just yep. sheer force of will. Um, I mean. Obviously, all of these guys you like to have on their teams, and they're all close to the top three, if not top three, within their respective positions. Which of these guys, just what are your thoughts, and which of these guys do you value the most right now, considering the positions they play? Yeah, so just, just you're talking Keenan Allen. Hawks and Hawk, Herbert. Herbert. I would probably go Hawk. Herbert Allen. The only mm-hmm. reason I say okay. that is good good production out of a tight end is hard to find. I'm yeah. high on QBs. And I don't know how to feel about Keenan Allen. I also don't know if he's gonna play next week. I don't you know what I mean? I, I just Yeah. It's one of those things like I, I don't know. And and the reality of it is is wide receiver is probably the deepest deepest position and you can find some more production out of now, obviously 40 point games are a rarity right but mm-hmm. uh we had a 40 point game from dj Moore, like and the point that i'm ultimately <laughs> getting at is you can find production elsewhere easier in the quarterback or excuse me in the um wide receiver position than you do in the quarterback room or the uh tight end room especially Sure. Yeah. Um, I actually, it, it, I, I see what you're saying. I'm, I'm tending to agree just because, and, and this was only my, this was only my thoughts as of like doing a little bit of research for the, today's episode and things like that is that the wide receiver, all, all positions across the board are not producing nearly the numbers. Right. So I think when we talk about like tight end production, we think of the Travis Kelsey's of two or three years ago where he's a wide receiver six, if he was playing the position, but there isn't that there isn't that much production coming out of that particular position and the same can even be true for wide receivers so i as much as i i agree that there is depth i'm not sure that there's elite depth and yeah. i think Keenan Allen's the guy out of those three i really want just because he's continuing to show it to me yeah yeah i mean that's that's fair i i just i tend to compare against like I, to frame it another way. I'm getting a list of guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, um, CD Lamb. Which one do you start? Right? Like, well, are you, so you're saying I have to start one of them? Yeah, you're starting one of them. Like I, In a world, you, 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 which one do you pick? Which one do you start? I mean, you, you start probably the elite guy. So whoever you took in the first round is, is well, that. But, but like... that's not what I'm getting at. The point is I'm compl- to, to, to kind of go down this rabbit hole mm-hmm. a little bit deeper. When you start looking at the top guys in a position, it's like mm-hmm. the list is longer at wide receiver, which is where I where I fall into the camp. You know what I mean? And so, well, like, I, yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I do disagree that the elite list is that long. There's only four guys on the year who have 200 points at wide receiver right now. And and CD Lamb is outside of that list at the current count because he struggled in the early weeks. Well, so, would, would the would the 
that wouldn't be the comparison you'd make though. And I, I, and I apologize for getting stuck, but I think it's an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. You'd want to look at the Delta between starting an elite guy and starting a non-elite guy. So uh, let's like Hawk and Ferguson, right? Mm-hmm. There's, I would bet there's a greater point disparity there than Keenan Allen and uh, what's a tier two wide receiver. Uh, Nakua, I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, l- let's figure it out. So Hawk has put up 161 on the year, and Ferguson has put up 95 points. So that's a 70 point disparity. Um, right. And then uh, I, I, I don't think Nakua is a good comparison, so we may want to pick somebody else. Nakua is wide receiver nine on the year. <laughs> right. Well, what is what is what is Hawk or Ferg? He's probably Ferg is, let's see, I will tell you exactly what he is. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. He is wide receiver 10, or uh, tight end 10 on the year. Okay, who's wide receiver 10 on the year? It's probably not a perfect comparison. Michael Michael Pittman. So he's uh, 153 points. And Keenan Allen is at 205. So So, so 20 points. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, granted, this is very unscientific. Mm-hmm. So, but the point I'm getting at is like that's that's where that comes in for me. I also think your point is valid, right? You mm-hmm. can be better to have a guy that's going to blow the top off your points on any given week than it is to like. It just depends on what you're looking for in your mm-hmm. roster construction. Do you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I, I yeah, I just think like if the analysis becomes because I agree. I that was like kind of the heart of what I was getting at is that in past years when you looked at a guy like um, like Travis Kelsey who was wide or tight end one, but he also was putting up just this huge point share in comparison to every other position and this golf of a hundred points plus that he gives you, you know, advantage wise at over any other tight end. I'm not sure that for this season alone, that is the case. And wouldn't, I, because I think scoring is also just down across the board. Wouldn't Hawk be wide receiver 10 on the year? Uh, let's see. What did I say? You he said 150. Y- yeah. Uh, 161, which would so put he would him... be above Pittman. He would be above Pittman. Yep, he would be above Pittman. So you're start uh, that's a that's a top ten wide receiver in your tight end position. And to be clear, I don't think you're wrong. I just think it's an interesting conversation to get down the rabbit hole of like what is better the 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 scarcity of points in a position or the top guy in a position. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So for I don't sure. Know. I had, had I'd be curious what everybody else thinks. I know we haven't really yeah. talked a whole lot in the group chat, but if, if somebody has thoughts, please chime in. Yeah, put them in the thought. What would you – in fact, I'll put a poll up. As soon as I post the episode, I'll put a poll up. If you could take your pick of only one guy to add to your roster, which of the three do you take for the rest of the season? I'll put it up in yeah. the poll. Cool. Um, all right. But, yeah, we'll uh, keep it going then. Um, so let's jump into trade talk because there really wasn't much else worthy on the headline front. There was a decent amount of trades that happened this week, but right. Um, let's yeah. kick it off with let's let's just kick it off with a big one. Let's rip off the bandaid uh, between Scott and Eddie early on in the week. So just to recap, Scott receives Zay Flowers, Travis Etienne, Alexander Madison, Amari Cooper, Tank Bigsby, and Jared Goff, and Eddie receives Chris Olave, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara. AJ Dillon, JSN, Jamal Williams, and Patrick Mahomes. 13 players. What were your initial thoughts and did they hold true after this week? 
Yeah, uh, I still kind of feel like this was a lateral move for basically everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Big names in there are obviously like ETN and Patrick Mahomes, and you're, mm-hmm. you're you're banking on Mahomes having a having a better second half of the year. God, it feels so bad to say. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is still having a good football year. Yeah, but you're expecting like blow up games from him regularly. That's why I draft him at one one one, right? Yeah, <laughs> and he hasn't necessarily done what you expect out of Patrick Mahomes this year. Mm-hmm. Um, where like ETN, you're you're kind of chasing those points, right? But as we saw, they got fucking annihilated by the 49ers. Um, <laughs> yeah, Olave has been bad with Carr, and he had a good week because of Jamison. Um, I probably want the side Scott received if I'm like looking at it big picture. I like mm. Goff. I like ETN. Um, I like Amari Cooper. Like, um, I probably want that side of the deal if I had to choose a side. Sure. Yeah. But I uh, think it, it, very lateral is what ultimately. Sure. Yeah. 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 Not you're not seeing too much advantage on one side or the other. Um, yeah. I I tend to disagree. I tend to like Eddie's side a little bit more. Um, yeah. I agree with you. I think I think this one is also colored somewhat by position or by by standings, right? If you're Scott, you can't afford to hope that Patrick Mahomes becomes Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes of, of previous years. If you're Eddie, though, you kind of can't. Like he's not Eddie's not comfortable. He could like lose out and end in a bad position. But it very much feels like Eddie's going to end somewhere on the playoff like rankings. It's just a matter of where. Um, you know, even though he had a down week this week, but uh, it, it it certainly is a risk that he chose to take to kind of eat a bunch of buys in this trade, especially. Um, and then hope that he can just ride out some of these guys. I agree with you. I think Olave has not been what people expected of him. The the Green Bay backfield has struggled as of late um, and had been injured. Kamara, I think, has to everyone's surprise been a stud. So and yeah, I it, I agree. It is swapping a lot of similarly valued pieces. I think when I sum them all together, I just somehow see Eddie's as greater than the sum of its parts. Somehow, maybe on potential yeah. alone. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's completely valid. Um, so, I don't know. I think they're basically the same for me, ultimately. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But good to see uh, the trading get kicked off, and we'll keep it kept rolling with myself making a deal with Nick. Uh, I receive Will Levis, Mark Andrews, and D Hop, and I ship away to Nick, Jalen Hurts, and Marquise Brown. Uh, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I uh, I like getting Mark Andrews, and I like getting. D hop. Mm-hmm. I don't like Will Levis though. <laughs> That's uh, and I also don't like trading away um Jalen. Yeah, that guy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that the move makes sense for once again, this one this one's all contextual for the position. Like mm-hmm. you had to move a buy and mm-hmm. it just you, you you made a move to move away a buy piece. Well, you know what else is there to say, you know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it is, right? Like I, I moved off Jalen Hurts's buy and to take a chance on, you know, obviously the production of Andrew speaks for himself. He's been tight end, I think like three or four after having his buy last week or um, he hasn't had his buy yet or not. He hasn't his buy yet. Um, speaks for himself. Levis, we don't have enough tape on him of the three games. He's looked bad in two of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that, Obviously, there's a chance being taken there. And then I took D-Hop because I was hoping – I'm essentially betting on the Titans and Will Levis to get better. 
and yeah. hopes that that stack carries me. And of course, you never want to move Hertz, but Hertz was the piece I needed to move. Brown for me, I moved, and I told you this as before I even had any inkling of moving him. I I am really low on Kyler Murray. Um, yeah. And especially with Brown, their numbers together in the end of last season were, if I recall, not very good before the uh, before, you know, Kyler got hurt and to come back on week 10 and hope that a guy is going to be up to game speed against, you know, the the rough schedule they have. I felt like it was if I can get off of him. okay, I should. And that's just my own personal belief. He could turn around and because, you know, Kyler, I mean, Kyler looked good this week, like we said. Um, so it could turn around and that could end up not being the greatest move for me and have fun within the playoffs then, Nick, you know, you, you, yeah, right. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I like, uh, just as an aside, Nick is one of my favorite managers to deal with in this league because I think him and I just approach trading in a similar way. So it's very easy for him and I to come to agreements in the same way that it is for other managers such as yourself, uh, in the league for sure. So I, I like trading with Nick too, I, uh, for what it's worth. I think mm-hmm. Nick is there's room for conversation. <laughs> Kudos to Nick, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's fun to trade with you, Nick. Uh yeah. All right. Well, uh, you were the next one up on the trade block. You and JC made a deal. JC receiving the Chiefs defense and Tony Pollard. And you received Raheem Mostert and Rashid Rashid Rice. Um yeah. what were you thinking going into this one? Why don't you give your thoughts first? It's my trade. That's fair. Um well I had just moved you Tony Pollard not what two weeks ago. Um, uh, and I, I, I just, it it is unfathomable to me to someone who seemingly is as talented as he is in the offense that is as good as they are in, that is playing those benching their starters by the fourth quarter on a consistent basis, how the running back one in that, in that position can't be better. It just blows my mind, but I had to get off of him because he couldn't, he wasn't putting up anywhere near the production he should have been. And you know, so you and I found a deal that worked for that, and then now you found a deal that I like a lot because I am high on Mostert. Um, I know that people are worried about the backfield with Achan and him, but I still think Mostert at least has shown that he can produce and do it at a high level with Achan still on the field. So yeah. I, I personally like your side of the deal here better. I think Rashid and the Chiefs D are kind of pieces that you know either made the deal's value make sense or um, you know, balanced it out or just pieces that the other player person needed. But ultimately I think the Pollard Raheem is the meat of this here. Yeah. I was happy with the switch. Um, originally I planned on holding the chiefs by as my other defense through mm-hmm. an eventual playoff run. If I make it because they have a real nice schedule and they're one of the better units in the league, but the mm-hmm. Ravens defense just got to the point where there would be no reason I would not play them. Um, yeah. So I was comfortable moving them off, moving the, the chiefs, um, Rasheed Rice has had a lot of hype about him. Like, hey, he's going to be good. He's going to be the Chiefs' number one. It hasn't manifested yet. I'm kind of hoping it manifests close by. <laughs> um, well, has an Amon Ron like deal when Amon Ra kind of finally came into his own? He had in the last like five weeks of the season, two seasons ago, he turned into this monster out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. And I, uh, I also like Mostert better than I like Pollard, who, like you, I mm. tend to agree that Mostert's ceiling is probably capped with A-Chan coming back, but mm. we're still seeing, like, 10 to 15 to 20 points out of Mostert, which is mm-hmm. more than I could get out of Pollard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, right? <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. So, 
Yep, I, I think that just about covers that one pretty swiftly. And the last trade, Jake and Nick making a deal. Uh, Nick being pretty active here even before the deadline. And Jake doing his yearly one trade of the year. Um, <laughs> Drake rece- or Jake receives Drake London, Brees Hall, and Dalton Kincaid. Nick receiving back Devontae Smith, Travis Kelsey, and Gus Edwards. Um, I think... You, you look at this one, and this is one of the ones where, like, I think name value skews you because if when you look mm-hmm. at actual production, it probably ends up being a little more similar than you care to, to think about, especially because Kelsey has not been the Kelsey of old, and Dalton Kincaid has continued to show even after the Monday night game, he's he's going to be a decent decent guy. Yeah, um, the concern. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Oh, I, I thought you were done. My bad. No. Go ahead. Um, the concern I have with Kincaid is the new OC in Buffalo. You have to think that they wouldn't go away from what has been working, but I has it actually been working. You know what? When they got Gabe Davis, the ball, they won football games. When they stopped, they started losing. (laughs) That's true. Um, That's true. Gabe has had a very odd season um, this year. You're telling me, man. Yeah. So Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I, I think I, I, maybe I'm just, holding out hope. I really, I like Devonte Smith a lot. I eventually think he'll have a couple of his games like he did earlier in the season. So I, I really like that Nick getting that piece for him. And I'm also a big believer in Brees Hall though. I think Brees, uh, I think Brees is an extremely talented back working in an awful offense without Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I think I that's ultimately what's going to cap Brees Hall. Teams are not afraid to just say, Hey, beat us in the air, Zach Wilson. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'll stack the box against. Yeah, Bruce. And, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, and I he's do, not. I do like Derrick Henry. Like <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. He is not. I like Brees. I like both sides of this trade. I just, I tend to take a lesser view on some of these pieces just because I'm looking at like what's going on. Same with Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey. I have real concerns about Kelsey this year. And I think that a lot of that is tied to Mahomes and the fact that the Chiefs, like we used to joke, that they can you could take any jag and turn him into a receiver on the Chiefs. Apparently, I was wrong. Like <laughs> teams know they can just box out Chelsea, Chelsea, Kelsey, and say, "Okay, Chiefs, beat us with one of your thirty receivers," and they're not like having to do that because their defense is good. You know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I absolutely agree. He's actually probably of, of what, you know, I think Gus is what Gus is. He's going to be the the 20 to 20 back for for uh, that Baltimore team and then flip a coin of the four backs they've used across the season to, to punch it in and Lamar. Um, right. But, yeah, I think Kelsey is the most worrying piece out of that, like that you have the least confidence in, which if you had said to me last year, especially at this time last year, I'd have uh, told you you were nuts. So, yep. Uh, yeah, I, again, I think pretty similar across. I who who do you prefer overall? Whose side do you pretend do you prefer to take? Fuck me, man. I I, I once I don't have a great answer here. Um, mm. I think that my preferred would be piecemeal of these guys, right? Obviously, if you could take mm. your pick, I think yeah. that both of them gained and gave up enough that it, it once again it almost feels like a lateral move to me. Sure. Um, yeah, and that's fine. Losing yeah, Brees, good. Mm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying losing Brees sucks. Uh, gaining Devontae mm-hmm. could be good. Um, I don't like Nick's exposure to the Eagles. 
for what it's worth. Um, I don't like giving up Travis Kelsey. I don't like giving up Kincaid though either. Mm-hmm. So I, fuck me if I know Sean. Like, <laughs> well, we don't know shit. We're just two guys sitting sitting in front of screens yelling in, into the ether. Uh, right. But yeah, yeah. I I think again. I think I slightly tend to favor Nick's side of the deal again, based just solely upon where his team is and what the pieces he got provide that team, including upside. So, you know, if 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 the Chiefs figure it out, all of a sudden he has you know tight end two, tight end one. Uh, yeah. for Dalton Kincaid, right? Like when you look at what, what got swapped. Yeah, I, the thing is, I don't know that Chiefs need to because their defense is good. Like their That's defense true. is very, very good. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that was the the week's worth of trades. Well, so let's let's look at the meat of what happened uh, across last week uh, because we have a big shakeup, uh, as Nick alluded to in the standings, and it just keeps getting closer. Playoff race is going to be. It's going to be good. So, first matchup was Damon taking on Nick. Um, Damon wins 181-87. to 87. Damon, obviously, high scorer for the week, takes the median win. Nick takes the median loss. Now, of course, this is with the caveat. Nick punted the week, essentially, putting up a bunch of buys with guys he traded for. Did you take anything from this? Nope. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, I, the only thing that I do take is that Damon is still the team we thought he was. Um, yes. Damon still has this ability. Now, again, like we said, it's off the backs of Keenan Allen putting up 40 points, but Amon Ra has a big week. Brock Purdy is a big week. So um, I think yep. it just should bode well that, that Damon has a, still a shot to stay within that top three and should lock that down pretty soon. Next up was myself taking on Eddie. Eddie also taking uh, a similar approach with the trades, punting the week. So I take the head-to-head win, 127-95. Unfortunately, we both take median losses. That hurts. Don't ask me about it. Um, but anything that you take from there? No, that was, once again, fairly expected. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, the only thing that wasn't expected is Will Love was putting up five points in a game against Tampa Bay. I don't know. It really hurt my it hurt my soul. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get that. Tampa Bay looked bad. Or, excuse me, the, the entire Titans team looked bad. Mm-hmm. I had told you privately I think it was before the Steelers game, we were talking about Will Levis, and I said mm-hmm. I wasn't super high on him. Yeah. Um, so I guess that doesn't surprise me as much as I, you know, one might think, right? Sure. I, yeah. I, I think he will be good. I just don't think they have a passing oriented offense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, I have him, I think I, I, I own him in both of my dynasty leagues. Um, just yeah. because I, he'll be a professional NFL quarterback. He's never going to blow the doors off, but he's a guy who sits on your bench and you play for a bye. I'm not great about relying him, relying on him here, but again, I took a gamble. We'll see if it pays yeah. off. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, yeah. Uh, next up was Kyron taking on you. Um, Kyron takes the head-to-head win 148-126. to 126. Kyron with the median win. Uh, and you with the median loss. What were your thoughts on your team's performance this week? Yeah, I mean, I I I made a couple bonehead moves. I didn't I didn't trust myself to play Trent Irwin when I should have. Mm. Um, I cut Demario Davis before the week started because I was worried about the Pats. I think if I could go back and do those over, obviously I would, and that probably <laughs> would have given me the win. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, I went with Downs, the devil I knew, despite knowing he was injured in Germany, which was just a, like a Sunday morning overthink it. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. If any, if we know anything, there's very little we know this NFL season. If we know anything. Fucking overseas games are garbage. Are for yep. game and fantasy. Don't play anyone in those games if you can help it. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. But I had I had a big bye week, which mm-hmm. was you know unfortunate for me. But what are you gonna do? You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like uh, like we said, we've got similar strategies. Uh, I think Nick maybe last week, if not the week before, brought up people and with multiple team exposures we've got like six of them now you with la philly to nick me with with uh both houston and um uh 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 tennessee yep. nate with cincinnati i mean it's it's crazy how hard that script got flipped and you know when you have their buy it's gonna hurt <laughs> yeah yeah what can you do yeah. though yeah, exactly. It's a strategy. We'll well, see if it pays I also off. traded into the bye week too. Like, not that yeah. having Pollard would 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 do much for me, but I made a decision to trade into this week mm-hmm. with my with Mostert and Cooper Cup from you last week. So, yep, I, what I expected. Yep, I agree. Uh, next matchup was uh, this one hurts. Um, <laughs> was uh, Jake taking on Max? Max wins the head to head one seventy eight to one forty seven. Oh man! Like, like we 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 brought this into existence by saying, "Oh man, just watch, just watch," and then yep. his team is locked, and he just puts a puts up a monster week on the back yep. of, like we said, Josh Dobbs. Yeah. I mean, it, at least Jake got a median win. Like that's the only yep. positive out of that whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I think that was par for the course, though. Like his team has always been good. We've just kind of been waiting to do it, and unfortunately, it came after he got locked. And unfortunately, on a crucial week where Jake really needed to come away with two wins. Um, I mean, he's yep. still in fifth place, but like really needed to come away with two wins because of how tight that 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 whole yeah. you know part of the bracket is. So yep. um, next up, though, was Kevin taking on Scott. Scott with a crucial win, uh, 145 to 123, but just missing out on the median. So they both take a median loss. Um, you know, <sighs> I don't. I don't know how much I take away from this because the, you know, Bryce Young putting up nine points. He started Zach Wilson. You know, I, I that was for Kevin, and then, you know, some of the new guys. Clearly, C.D. Lamb puts up thirty nine for for Scott, but then you know your running backs combined for a total ten points. So yeah. I, I am not sure that there's a whole lot there. The one thing of note is Michael Thomas. Uh, with the injury, we're not sure what his prognosis is going to be and how long, if any time, he's going to miss. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't. I, I tend to not put a whole lot of stock in bye weeks like this part mm-hmm. of the season because it's just. What are you going to do when you don't have players you need start? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he he had most of his guys starting. I don't think anybody was really out on bye for him. I think it was just more guys didn't certain guys didn't show up when they need to, and other guys overperformed. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I guess I misunderstood yeah. a little bit. Like I don't yeah. put, let me frame. I don't put much stock in like ETN performing poorly. Um, Alexander Madison right. got hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are you, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Right. So I think yeah. the same, same, same thoughts there. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. wrong <laughs> approach. Transfer, transfer it over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last matchup of the week uh, was JC taken on Nate and JC coming away with 
two big wins, both the median win and the head-to-head, 164 to 153. Um, is am I was have I been wrong about JC's team the whole time? Has Nick has Nate been right? Is this finally the team that that should have showed up? But right, I I don't know. I have a lot of trouble deciding, um, mm-hmm. which I know is a super non-committal answer. Um, <laughs> he's got some players that are performing better. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what the expectation is, but I still don't have a lot of hope in it. Do you like I look at his team and I'm so like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of it, he is uh, Josh Allen, who is not Josh Allen as as we know him, but yet he's still QB one on the year. It's Right. It's crazy. Right. Um, and then Russell Wilson has been, again, not the Russell Wilson we saw last year. This actually looks like a guy three, four years ago in Seattle. Najee puts up 18, which, yep. you know, came out of nowhere. But the real yep. big one is Noah Brown putting up 24, probably on the backs of uh, Nico being, being Yeah, exactly. So, but he also has A.J. Brown, who was on bye this week. So, I, I don't know. We J.C. jumps into fourth place with this win. He's Gonna make it interesting, I think. I think he may take a couple of bad O2 losses in, in the upcoming weeks. But if he gets if one of those that I'm thinking is an O2 loss turns into a two O win, if he outperforms just one week, he probably seats himself in the playoff and has a decent shot. So I, I'd yeah. be if him, I mean I'd be excited to see what his team can pull out going forward. Yeah, for sure. We'll just have to watch and see, man. Like I there's this whole end of the season has been wild for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. And if nothing else, if you if, if we both miss out, we at least get to be neutral observers. Yeah, um, well, I'm going to be bummed if I missed out because I thought I had a good shot. But uh, hey, and you still do. It's we still got time. You're on. You're you're only a game out of out of playoffs right now. Yeah, I know. I just I just uh, took a lot of bad injuries. You know, <laughs> eh, it happens. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a look at the standings, though. So still sitting atop, locked into a playoff spot, and probably the heir apparent of the one seed, although he's only one game ahead of Damon at the moment, uh, is Nate. Nate's 16-4. and four. Again, one game behind him. Damon is 15-5. and five. Eddie is 13-7. Uh, and seven. JC, only two games behind him at 11-9. and nine. Uh, And tied with him for record is Jake, who is also 11-9. And Nick rounds out the top six at 10-10. Both you and Scott just a game out of uh, playoff position at 9 and 11. So, like I said, it's it's going to be tight for everybody. If those teams even below you pick up a couple of two a weeks, they could threaten. But I really think it's between those. That eight and four group is just going to be every game will have the most importance on it. And if you guys play head-to-head, uh, you know. Yeah. Those got, will be huge swings in that. Well, what I think is going to be really interesting is if I beat Nick this week, I have the head-to-head against Nick. Scott has the head-to-head against me. And I think that – I'd have to go back and double-check, but I think when I was looking, Nick beat Scott. Mm-hmm. So we'd have a really weird, like – Well, then it comes head- down to the point scored, I believe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But – well, let's go ahead and look ahead to next week. Um, the first matchup we'll take a look at uh, is JC, who is, like I said, in fourth right now. He's going to be taking on Scott in ninth. So one of these important ones. Um, let's see here. Uh, I think, I don't know. Who do you think you have in this situation right now? You said it was JC and Scott? JC taking on Scott. Taking Scott. 
taken, Scott. Apparently, ESPN seems to agree with you, although the, they're – oh, that's – okay. I was looking. I was like, he has to have somebody out. It's his kicker's out. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm still thinking I Scott. I think, I think Scott's got a good team. Yeah, Scott has put together he, – he took the, the, he took the floor advantage that had been really helping uh, Eddie get to where he is, obviously, with the trade with Eddie. It's just if some of those lowering guys, if the Christian Watsons and Zay Flowers of the world, you know, show up and at least give him that floor production. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think just for the story, I'm going to go with JC and say okay. that he tries to take it. Yeah. So next matchup is going to be myself. Uh, taking on Kyron. Um, looks like we're both at full strength this week. So with that in mind, who do you think comes out the victor this week? I'm going to take uh, you. Yeah, you. Yeah. I, I Yeah, this is going to be another – this is my classic. This will be a close one. If Nico Collins comes back, um, uh, I, I think I have to have it. So they're playing Arizona. Yeah, at home. I, I think that they, Stroud will keep riding high. I'm going to take myself as well. I'm also going to uh, say Mac uh, mm-hmm. is going to put up good numbers for you too. Yeah, he's been putting up good numbers, and they have Carolina. So even at Carolina, unless there's some kind of you know weather issue, that shouldn't be a problem. Yep. Next matchup is going to be three. The third uh, third place taken on first. It's Nate taken on Eddie. Um, with this will be Eddie's pretty much playing mostly a full strength team. Um, although no, not with a full strength team because the Saints yeah, he are took still on Saints by this week. Yeah, yep. Saints by. So I think that one's pretty elementary. Elementary, uh, but yep. I think Nate takes it there. Yep, take a Nate. Uh, as, as am I. Uh, next matchup is. One of those other playoff implication matchups is going to be Kevin taking, who's ninth, taking on Jake in fifth. Um, Jake does have – they both have uh, bye players out. It looks like Gardner Minshew and Drake London's out for Jake, and Kyle Pitts and Michael Pittman are out for Kevin. With that in mind, who do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go Jake because it's important to note Fields comes back, supposed to, this week. And Minshew has been who he's been mm. playing to replace Fields. So I'm going to go with Jake. That's fair. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I mean, I hate, hate, I cannot stress how much I hate Kevin's quarterback room right now. And I get it's not necessarily what he wants to be having. But, like, you know, injuries are injuries and stuff like that. Um, but I really like the rest of his team, unfortunately. I'm, I'm going to go, just for the sake of the playoff run, and because I think Jake has to fulfill his role by just barely missing, um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Kevin. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Works for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Damon uh, taking on Mac. Damon. Damon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not much there. Um, Jonathan Taylor is, and Zach Moss are on by. He did it one week. I don't know if he does it again, Damon. Yep, and Damon. lastly, the the matchup you mentioned, you taking on Nick. Um, and I don't know, who do you – you have a couple of guys on by, but not a lot of starters other than your kicker. Bijan and Derek Carr are, are the starters out for – and Zeke are out for – actually, his kicker's out too. Um, so who are you taking yourself in this matchup or not? 
Yeah, I'm going to root for myself because it's important that I win this week. Yeah, I, I, I think you do too. I think matchups look good for you. And so long as everyone's in and. Yeah, and, Stafford's you, you playing. Get, yeah, and you have Debo and Cutback. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Stafford's playing. Yeah. So I think that this might be a, a nice boom, hopefully, a nice boom for you if you can get that 2 0 win and really hop yourself back up. Yeah. Into playoff contention, but that is all of them. So, looking back at the week, but right, we kind of already said like you know the playoff race is getting good. Is there any other big takeaways that you had? <sighs> I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough for me to take a whole lot away at this point in the season because, like I said, mm-hmm. we have buys. Um, you have a bunch of injuries piling up. Mm-hmm. Keaton Mitchell looked good. Calvin Ridley proved to me he still is not going to be good. Um, <laughs> Dobbs looked good. I, I I think that right now for me, everything is open. Basically outside of like the bottom two teams, I think any one of those teams I could see being in the playoffs. Um, I'll take your generous, I'll take your generous assessment. I really appreciate that. Thank you. No problem. Uh, yeah. I think Kevin and I are in a far worse spot, but listen, if, if Kevin and I both go to O this week and Kevin, you know, he gets a win against, against the team that he, is in the playoff spot and you can, you know, some of you guys start chepping away at each other, then maybe you never know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, that I think for us is pretty much all we got, though. Pretty abbreviated episode. No special sections. Listen, people are busy. It's life. But anything else that you wanted to add, Boat, right before we wrap this thing up and send it home? Nope. Just like always, good luck this week, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. We have some spots open for our draft preview and draft wrap up. I know Nate will be joining us for the draft review, or I'm not draft. Um, trade deadline review yeah the trade deadline review that's in two weeks um which yeah should in two weeks so uh we got some spots open damon should be joining us on the preview episode as well he just confirmed that with me today so but listen we'll have more guests we'll do a round table fuck it i don't care but i think with that uh as long as you don't have anything else to add but right we'll close it out and everyone have a good night nope all good here all right then for you know uh best player wins take it easy everybody yeah see ya Are we out?